She went on secret mission, missions, missions, missions. She was a, a mission for the misses. Female she was a strong character. female <laughs> character. <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yes. Today, we tear down the walls that divide us and join forces with our brethren who share our plight. Today, we take a dive into the earlier works of Marvel Comics with the legendary Chris Claremont story, X Men God Loves, Man Kills. I can't take credit for that speech. Tom wrote that, but I wanted to do pulling it. Pulling back justice. the veil. We're doing this episode because you wanted to. Yeah, pulling back the veil. We're doing this episode because I wanted to. I uh, I don't know. <laughs> you repeated it word for Here's word. the thing. Uh, you may not know this about me. I'm an X-Men fan. Uh, Wait, is really? The, you know what? Never mind. Hold, 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 the, the sweater, quick. maybe? Can we, can we put the fucking veil back? Yeah. What did you think of the speech I wrote in the beginning? I loved it. Okay, good. It was wonderful. <laughs> I saw the today's and I was like, I know exactly how you he wants me to say that. You hear that, my ego Sometimes, just a little bit? Yeah. Sometimes well, I write good shit, Ollie. When I see today wow. twice in a in in two sentences, I know exactly how Tom wants me to say it. <laughs> today, today, we're canceling the apocalypse. Um, Fucking. So yeah, okay. for me, for me, uh, X-Men is the reason I got into comics. In the I was going to say, are we initial reactioning? So, no, I'm just, he said, <laughs> I, I, it's because I picked this topic. He's and wearing I did. an X-Men sweater. He needs to explain. Uh, this, yeah. Funny enough, <laughs> this isn't actually anything I read until recently because Tom bought it for me, actually, because he knows I love Presents. X-Men. Yeah. Uh, he got it for me for my birthday. Uh, very nice of him. Uh, and, and then it quickly we had rose Probably. to the top as one of uh, one of my favorite X-Men comics. And we'll get into the nitty gritties. But before we get into that, I'm Corey. I'm Caitlin. Ali. And I'm Tom. And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd, Nerd On Nation, Nation, which is powered by Patreon. Patreon. If you are new to what Patreon is, it is essentially an exclusive membership service in which you can support your favorite creators like Nerd Ali. On. Or Ali. Yeah, I'm, I hope I'm part of that. Josh. <laughs> and Josh. And Corey. For as little as a dollar to five dollars a month, you can get fun stuff like exclusive content that is not heard by anybody. Exclusives. Mm. But Exclusives. But, but Just you. you. But you. Just for you. And you get a Discord server in which you can chat with friends about Nerd On. You can chat about gardening. You can chat about your pets. Your chat personal stuff. Personal mm -hmm. stuff, comic books. Or all fun stuff. The things you've learned. Yes. yes. Today. Joining. Today. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> but you can check that out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And more. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by Comicsology, oh! the internet's number one source for comics. You can check that out at nerdon.io backslash Comicsology. Do know that a little of every purchase goes towards keeping the lights on. Yep. So, yes. Help us out while you help your nerddom grow. Yes, check that out. We have lots of <laughs> affiliates, actually. You can check that out uh, on our website if you go to affiliates. Uh, Amazon, uh, HostGator. There's lots on there. If you are a podcaster and thinking about really getting into it, check out Blueberry. We have mm -hmm. uh, a code on there. Use NerdOn. You get a month free. Yep. Yeah. So, it's not bad. And it's, spelled, they, it's spelled like Blueberry. 
Yeah, Bluebird. Is that what you were smiling about over there the whole time? But I say loud. I was like, what is he? What is he gonna say? B l u b r r y. Bluebird. But there we have it. Yes. There's the housekeeping. Let's get into it. Let's get into this. So, Corey's like, please, I want to talk about reactions. No. What? This is a completed work. Oh, that is. It is. Mother asshole. This is a completed work. Not thinking about it being completed. That means at the end of the episode. Oh my gosh. We're going to rate. Uh, one out of five. No, 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 okay. One through five. <laughs> okay. uh, one being the lowest, the five being the highest. Uh, so that allows us Legally. to right now guess that grub. Gonna guess a grub in here. Who's gonna like it most? It's probably gonna be just me. Anyway. So one of the few times we struck a harmony, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think so. It was the closest. Who'll be the grub? Show. Cotty. Cotty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone at oh, home, if you were brand new to Nerd On and listen to this for the first time because you saw the marquee topic, which is X-Men, Guess That Grump is a segment of our show that uh, we're going to choose who we think is going to rate this the lowest. And that, again, it's one out of five and whoever is the lowest out of us. So it's a 4.9, 4.8, whatever it is, the lowest in the group, you are the group for the week. Uh, we encourage everyone at home to play along, to send us who you thought would have been the group, but also the numbers that you have. Uh, if it's one out of five, what you thought about the actual topic, uh, the marquee topic at hand. Um, so since I always explain, I will let Ali choose himself. <laughs> no, I'll let Ali choose first. Who's first? Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, who do I think it's going to be? That's what we just said. Core. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's go with Caitlin. Wow. All right. It's one for Caitlin. <laughs> I want also to everyone to mark this date. I'm saying it for the record. Tom is compiling the average aggregate score for everybody. Oh, yeah. And Caitlin and Josh great. are fighting for the top number, which is around 4.2, 4.3. Corey, nice. Ollie, oh, no. and I fucking like change yeah. between <laughs> like, a three point, uh, like a 3.8 and 3.9. Oh, really? Yeah. We're that close? We're that wow. close. Wow. But Jesus. it's like, again, it's like 3.89 to 1, 7, 7, 6. <laughs> And then it's like quarterback well, changes everything. Seven, eight. Wow. <laughs> that so who's close? your guest, Tom? And that, with those wow. numbers in mind. Oh, it's Ollie for sure. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ollie for sure. He doesn't like comic books. I am going to guess. Jajwa. I score them relatively, though. He likes the comic book movie, not the book. Mm. Ollie. Oh, man. I picked Josh. Nice. Okay. Uh, for, I'll pick. I'll do. <sighs> you know the right <laughs> thing to choose. Ollie <laughs> <laughs> oh, just. Oh well, with that, Ollie just resigned. Ollie like, just gave an eye roll and went. Well, yeah, I just meant I like generally speaking, not generally specifically speaking, for this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do Caitlin. <gasps> no. What a twist! I know. I don't know. You said Zachary Levi had a mole. Well, that wasn't a bad thing. Oh, you so, said it like uh, it was. Our, Tom has none, Corey has none, Josh has one, and Ollie and Caitlin both have two. And what does the Nerd on Nation say? We don't have it yet. Oh, we don't have it yet. Okay, pending, pending, pending. This is a note I have uh, that we'll talk about after the show. Okay, we'll figure cool. it out. Uh, Semantics. So since that's out of the way, we'll go into our complete spoiler of that segment with our initial reactions and our first impressions. So, I'll start it because it's my okay. idea to do the episode. It's my fault. I'm sorry. No. Um, so for me, uh, Tom got this trade for me, uh, the God Loves Man Kills. Uh, and I read it twice on an airplane in a row. Oh, like wow. finished oh. it, mm -hmm. closed it, and went, let's did go I, around again. Did I give it to you and you read it immediately? Or did I have to like yell at you to like read this shit? You 
Uh, I read it two weeks after you gave it to me. Yeah, I had <laughs> You gave it to me. I didn't read it for like a month or two. Yeah. And I gave it back to you. Uh, no, you wow. gave it to Tom after that. You gave it to Tom. But yeah. And then I read it digitally. <laughs> yeah, you finally read it. Uh, but I read this cover to cover on a plane twice uh, from Washington to Southern California, which is only like a two hour flight. <laughs> right. I was hooked. It, it's first of all, it's what? It's not long. We'll talk no, about it's not that long. Yeah. Um, it has, it has pretty much minus one, my favorite X-Men in it. So right mm -hmm. off the cover, I was hooked. Um, but the thing I've always liked about X-Men and Tom has talked about this because I've told him many times in is the comfort of his bed, the X, yes, yeah, spooning, uh, the X-Men <laughs> stories for me have I always, uh, meant a lot because they're always the placeholder for whoever was marginalized at the time. Mm -hmm. Right, um, and to me, the fact that they can keep it political in that sense, and yeah. talk about you know, it started off as a civil rights thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, to me, has always touched on a part of some sort of humanity within me, uh, and I've always they've always really kind of shook me in a way of like, oh shit, like I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna talk about something that's not very comfortable for superheroes to talk about. Yeah, um, and so for this being written in 1982. The subject matter that they deal with is really hard to swallow and strangely still relevant today. Um, so when I read it, mm -hmm. it, it really hit me hard. Um, and to see uh, Stryker on the page after watching him in the movies and characters and stuff like that, uh, it was interesting to see the the take. And this was not this was a one off up until two thousand three. It wasn't considered canon, and now is considered canon. Okay. Um, you know, Tom will get into that. I'm sure. Interesting, but uh, it was it was a it was a, like a strangely emotional read for me. Um, mm. Right. So yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so I didn't have much time with the physical book. Um, I I think I read just the book itself one time, and then relied on um, oh what was it called? Ancillary knowledge. No, uh, it, I, I forget the name of the show. It was like Backlog or something. But basically it was this guy who was explaining this to a couple of his friends mm. who hadn't read it yet. Um, and it... Hello, my name's Tom. I'm here as a resource. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> Hi, I'm Corey. I'm here as a resource. I'm aware. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, oh, wait, hold on. I'm a resource with Corey. Yeah. Oh, filmmaker oh, with Corey. That's you're funny. So Come back to episode one. No, but this... this it, I knew just from the title that it was going to be about something heavy. It was going to be about something hard and how kind of people can be inherently evil. And then I was surprised, but not in a bad way, that it was like, we're going to go the religious route. We're going to go the political route. We're going to go the evangelical route. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, dang. Well, yep, that's the way to do it. And, okay, we're yeah. doing this. And for, well, we're doing up, it. Buckaroo. For the uncultured or the uninitiated who listen in or watching on YouTube, uh, what's your background with comic books? Like, you know, how was your take from what you knew coming into this? So the only thing I really knew about X-Men before was the animated series that was on TV na, 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 growing na. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew about that. And aside from that, I didn't really Some know. Uh, I think Bone I'd claws? seen one or two. Mm -hmm. um, but but X-Men was never something I was super invested in. And I don't know why. It's not like I didn't like it. Right. But it's just one of those things. Yeah, it was just one of like those I things. Like I didn't see Rocky until last year. Just one of those things. Yeah, I still haven't mm -hmm. seen that. But, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a lot of... It was strange because it was a lot of really familiar characters mm -hmm. in the 
realer side of the world right now. And mm -hmm. I, I was the whole time I was reading it, it was kind of like a, oh, I see how this definitely was in the time that it was written. And it makes sense that it was written in the time that it was written. Yeah. But it also, they did it in such a way where it could be any time. Mm -hmm. And it feels especially Maybe relevant that's sad. now. And it that is it could sad. Be sad. Any time. It's yeah. it's sad because I like, the subject matter. This was sure. to me reading this was like a larger um, societal thing of like, oh, we still haven't gotten over this. That's yeah. what X Men is so good at. That's, that's like well, that's one of its big appeals is that it does it can apply it directly it can apply to, to anything. Yeah, to, any to outcast anything. group, any group that's disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah. and and they. All I was thinking was, well, damn it. <laughs> well, damn Be better. It. Yeah. Be, why well, are we better than it. this? And and some of it seemed a little uh, uh, a little too far-fetched reaction-wise from some people, which I'll get into that later. Um, but overall, I, it was it's it's good. I liked it. I liked the comic book. Nice, Josh. <laughs> um, be real honest. Hate it. Uh, at first, I did not like it. Um, I'll tell you why. Uh, I had a hard time knowing what was going on. And so I had to actually read it. I probably read it three or four times. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. um, and after that, because I had to take it in, I had to like. Did you were some yourself with it? There was, yeah, yes. A little bit, huh? Uh, there were some panels that I, I was like, what is happening? happening in the and nothing was telling me what was happening. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. going back a few pages and reading again. And like I did it with the whole book where it was like, okay. I'm still confused. Back and reading the the whole thing again and again, and actually watching some videos as well of like explaining it. And it's like, okay, cool, got it. Yeah, and okay. I, I actually, after the third or fourth time, I was like, I really dig this. Okay. It's um, and you read it on the app, right? On I read it on the app. Yeah, I, I do mm -hmm. this. I because I read at night. Um, my wife and I we read together when we're going to bed, and Aww. then when she goes to bed, I pop open my iPad and I start reading comics. And so, uh, no shit, Comicsology. I really do love it because yeah. I can read at night. I can turn down the brightness and I can read through my comics. Mm -hmm. And um, Someone say it's the number one place to read your comic books. <laughs> All right, uh, Ad. So, Thank you. Hashtag sponsored. Um, so, yeah, I, I just started from the beginning multiple times and I really did. I Once I knew what was going on and I understood, like, the chapters and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I was like, cool. I got it. I like it. Dig it. Hmm. I dig it. Ali? Uh, for me, going into this, I kind of had a feeling of what the um, the book was going to be about because of the things that you mm -hmm. kind of told me. I don't know if Tom told me about this before, but immediately like when I heard Stryker, I was like, oh, this is like, this is where Brian Singer got X2 from, basically. Like hmm. it's it's this plot lifted yeah. from a little bit, X2, yeah. adapted. Right. Stryker is not a... Evangelical. Evangelical. He's a military man. Yeah, he's a military man, blah, blah, blah. It's it's more catered to Wolverine's story right. still, so it takes place at at his... Uh, the lake. His, the lake, whatever, Alkali Lake. Uh, so going into this, I kind of had that uh, a little bit of maybe some of the things uh, that would normally stop me from being you able were to tethered. follow. You, were, you had a little bit of a I, I had a little bit of backstory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, right. or just at least a feeling of what this might be about. And it was it was it's pretty close as far as like the the intent and kind of as far as like what the character wants to do and all that stuff okay. and kind of like what he achieves in the third act or tries to achieve in the third act similarly. Yeah. It's on the yeah. kind of the flip side of there's that. There's the, the same sub, plot it's device yeah. but not the same story. Not the same right. story. Right, exactly. Because that um, story is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, backstory for me though, um, 
my only, when I was a kid, my only reference for Marvel was Spider-Man and X-Men mm. animated series. And I loved the X-Men uh, animated series. Bring it back. They might bring it back. X-Men, X-Men's my favorite like Marvel thing. Yeah. Like property. Same. Um, so my childhood was Batman and X-Men basically. <laughs> uh, and this one, I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. There was, I liked all the character. I liked the cast that was in there. Yeah. And I was Kitty pleasantly Pride surprised. And, like, because yeah. at first, because they called her Ariel and I wasn't aware of that alias. Oh, right. And I was like, who is this? And then they called her Kitty. And then, well, obviously, the, they, they say Ariel while she's phasing through. So there I'm was like, a time oh, where they weren't like, sure what her alias was going to be. And then they just stuck with Kitty Pride. Well, I thought it was maybe like a different character because I, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I think she's drawn like to be ethnic. Yeah. I can't quite tell. Not, not really. Yeah, but, but yeah. she's just drawn a little bit darker skin, so whatever. Ambiguous. Mediterranean at best, let's say. So you thought maybe she was someone else. <laughs> so maybe she's someone else that they make, because it's a little bit older, maybe like Kitty Pryde's a 90s thing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have but that knowledge. But then you knowledge. saw Katya. But then, like, oh, exactly. I don't know who that is. Um, so I liked the cast of X-Men, and I think I know which one you don't like, um, but we'll we'll wait Me? for that Ooh. reveal. Um, but I do like them, and I typically, I usually do like them over most people that I don't like that person. Koi for a little bit later. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm intrigued. But overall, I just empty, I dug empty. it. I, it was it was short and sweet. I almost want to say it was a little too short. Read killing joke. We'll, like I yeah. yeah. But I maybe that's it's just a sign maybe, that I wanted more yeah, and I was enjoying the thing. read. So um, yeah. dude, his next book, Days of Future Past. Um for moi. Uh so I kind of mm-hmm. uh I um I watch a bunch of YouTube channels that do like comic book stuff because like I'm really into you want me to name them? I was going to say, is that Comic Explained? Well, Comic Explained and Comic Story. The thing I like about them, they do weekly pools. Shut up. Mm. And they had a podcast, which is an award-winning podcast called The Weekly Pool, where they talk about the comic books weekly on every Wednesday. Wednesday is when you get new comic books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Comics Explained, his name is Robert Jefferson. He has pretty much, I think, the most expansive knowledge of X-Men ever. Oh. Um, he's nonstop read it ever since, like I think, the 80s. Um, but so he means he has Great a lot channel, backlog, by the way. Right? Um, and he, the way he talks about this book, uh, got me thinking of like, maybe it's a fucking big deal. Cause he always talked about Chris Claremont and how important he was and to Marvel and all that stuff. And talked about how important he was that he created X-Men because the way Jack Kirby and Stanley intended for X-Men to be was kind of like, I don't want to have to explain why people have powers. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to have people to have powers just to have powers. I don't have to do like a radioactive spark. like, they're just in genetics. They just have it. They're just born with it. They're just born with it, baby. Maybe it's Maybelline. Uh, love you, Tom. <laughs> um, and so when he talked about God Loves Man Kills, like, hey, he said, this is like the book. Um, and then I mean, like, I didn't even read it. I just said, Corey, read this. I think you'll like it. Uh, I think you should love it. And then in that time of buying <laughs> I remember it, after reading it. it, I texted him. I was like, oh, what do you think? He's like, I haven't read it yet. And yeah. I was like, whoa. Uh, okay. And I just knew the story and what it kind of outlined. And I knew the X2 bit. And like, that's the, what they call the primarily source material of X2, which I think yeah. that's a uh, far cry. Um, it's like kind of saying like Dark Knight Returns is what Dark Knight is based on. Like, no, it's not. This is all. the closest thing you can like right. see. The closest yeah. thing is like if they have X Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But uh, there's that one thing with Charles. Yeah. So um, yeah, with this, I mean, comic books. I've been reading comic books for a long time, but typically I stick with the modern stuff. And so when I come to this book and I come to older film, uh, uh, older comic books, I love old art style. Mm-hmm. I I am not privy to old written word. Um, I. I, it just strikes me in a weird way all the time yeah. because, like, it's different. It's not clean. Yeah. It's not Helvetica. 
You know, right. it's not sharp. <laughs> right. um, but like, that's just because I'm a snob and it's I was- almost comic sans. It's kind of like, oh, I don't like oven baked food. I only like microwave stuff. You know, that phase in the 90s oh, where yeah. everyone's like, I gotta have it nuked. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of, it's, it, honestly, I know that's affecting well, me. And it's I'm, when pesto hit the US in 93. It's, 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 I know it's a stupid thing that I, I get affected by, but like to me, at least I'm aware that I'm affected by it. Uh, yeah. So that helps me understand like why if I read an old comic, it takes me a little bit longer to read. But the thing about this book that I really love is that to Caitlin's point, it is almost everlasting. Yeah. And that it sadly, uh, due to the subject matter, it like, we may never not need Hopefully, to read this book again. It's not. This book was written in 1982 yeah. and we still need to read this book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think actually, on all, in all honesty, this should be written like should be read in in, in like schools. It should honestly be read in schools of like if you want to do like a, a social studies class, like here's pop culture and then how it affects the world. Um, yeah. I think it's really big in that sense. I I love the story. I love the book, and I like to me I like the the slippery slope that it dances with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get that later. I'm actually, I actually dug the art. Me too. Like I, I there was something like I don't I don't want to dismiss it by saying it's quaint, but it's like. There's something. There's like a certain character to like I love, a slightly older comics. Especially how Magneto's drawn is yeah. beautiful. So there was there was, there was that grit to it that I, uh, it's I a like. Very nice. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it, graphic yeah. quality. It's almost what you would mm. call like this would be printed on pulp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. sold as a graphic right. novel. It wasn't sold as right. issues. Yeah. Which is like, why it was standalone. Was it no. Series of six. Is that right? Just for context. Because uh, this is fun. No, no just, this was seri- This, this is Marvel comics graphic novels. Everywhere I see, it's listed at like as like. Number five, it's I don't know. Probably why. it might um, be their fifth gra- graphic, graphic novel, novel. But, but this was like by itself. It's its own standalone okay. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So That's now good. we'll go into the meat and I say productions. Brief history. Meat and more. potatoes. Mm. Potatoes. Uh, uh, meat and potatoes of the show. So brief synopsis, production, and then we'll go into our favorite parts and all that good stuff. So yeah. Who wants to do Sounds the production? Good. I can do it. It's short. Yeah, I know. That's why I picked it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> So the publisher was uh, Marvel Comics. It was released as a Marvel graphic novel. The writer was Chris Claremont. The artist was Brent Anderson. The original artist was Neil Adams. And the Marvel editor-in-chief was Jim Shooter. And the first issue hit in 1982. Mm. So Jim Shooter was the editor-in-chief, and he asked Neil Adams to write this up. And then uh, from what he thought, what they were doing, uh, Jim Shooter said, no, never mind. And they brought in Chris Claremont. And Chris Claremont said, okay, we're going to do this. And then Neil Adams was like, okay, no, never mind. And then brought in the new writer. Oh, oh the new oh. artist. Anderson. So it was like that kind of thing. There the was, little shuffling cups. Exactly. There's a big shuffle in Marvel Comics. And, com- and Marvel actually has probably the biggest history in those sh- mix in those shufflings and all stuff. Like Jeff hmm. Johns is kind of like the big impact right, in DC. DC. But D- uh, Marvel had like, the comic book bus. Like, the comic book bus was actually, uh, to me, I think, mainly Marvel's fault. Um, and when I'm talking about that, it was like in the 90s, people couldn't tell what the value of comic books were because comic book stores weren't really telling how much they sold of it. Mm. And a lot of it was because of these premier comic books that were coming out. Um, like, oh, this writer is doing this, this writer doing that. Again, Image was coming out and all this stuff. So, like, comic books was a high commodity. But at this point in the 80s, there was a big reshuffling of, like, structure and who's, like, leading in what way and how are we shuffling the characters around. At the point, X-Men couldn't sell. X-Men, again, they were just super-powered heroes that didn't need that much explanation. You know, they had, like, their rights, and they were, like, again, the marginalized peoples. But Chris Claremont, and this is kind of, like, the big namestay, was, like, I'm going to tell a soap opera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a character that matters more about the characters than it does about, like, world-ending events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need 
uh, an Avenger esque calamity. I don't to need be, apocalypse. To, I don't need to like, say that this, level threat. That to yeah. say that this is an important story. <laughs> um, but what I am going to do, I am going to try to teach uh, readers, kids, um, how uh, the comic books are not just for kids, and that they're powerful stories. And and again, Chris Claremont, again, he everything he does. He weaves in a beautiful array of like drama, and it's all about character and where they're going to go from that point. On top of what he's doing, and a lot of times mm. it's just a spectacle of the universe falling apart, and then you can tell like this is garbage. And we know that it's only going to sell because it has my favorite combo character on the front page. Yeah, and but this is like, you know, a lot of you first start out, you don't even start out with any of the like big name X Men characters who are only big because of the movies. You start yeah. out with like. Colossus, who hasn't gotten like a big, like f- movie like uh, anything spotlight until recently. Yeah, right. So it's, uh, and his sister, who's in anything anymore. No, but like, uh, it, there's also something to say about a story. There are plenty of comics out there, and there's only a couple handfuls of stories that have lasted that people still talk about thirty something, forty something years later. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's like this Killing Joke stuff, like that, Long mm-hmm. Halloween. This is up there. It's it's amazing that this is still talked about today. You you'd find out that actually in more cases than not that the short stories are the ones that actually have stand the mm-hmm. test of time. And mm-hmm. it's not the long epic stories. It's no. the short ones that like are really great pockets and capsules in time. They yeah. just grab you in the face and pull you in. You and say, a lot you of need like to hear this. social social <laughs> commentaries uh like Kingdom Come yeah. and stuff like that. So, um who wants to go do This just this just struck me this is 37 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it was yeah. that's why I said 30 and then went yeah. 40. 37. Yeah. Sorry. I had to. <laughs> why? <laughs> Don't worry. They'll get it. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. And it was made uh, 19 years after they were created. Wow. So they've been going wow. on for a while. Uh so who wants to do brief snaps? I guess I can. You can do it. Uh I'm going to make it really brief. Make it real quick. Uh, cuz I think we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, essentially, you know who the X-Men are. Group of mutants led by Charles Xavier. There's a man named uh, uh, William Stryker who is hunting down uh, mutants and uh, distinguish, uh, extinguishing their lives. 1982. Uh, because, uh, I'm going to jump around here, because he had an experience where he got in a car crash uh, with his wife. Mm-hmm. She gave birth to a mutant, and he took it as a sign from God. because he. Uh, oh, sorry, killed his wife, killed the mutant baby, B-T-dub. and went to commit suicide, got in the car, and lit a match on a gas leaking car and blew it up. He survived, and he took that as a sign from God that he was meant to extinguish the mutant race because he believes they're from hell. Um, Fast forward to 1982, he's hunting down mutants, and he's gotten to the point where he's killing kids. Uh Um, So at this point, Charles Charles Xavier has decided to debate this man and appeal to humanity. The only problem is on TV... Professor X isn't very interesting. He's highly intellectual. He's making a lot of good points. Even the people in the newsroom are talking like, he's got the better points, but... Kennedy Nixon. Stryker is more entertaining, and mm-hmm. his words yeah. are more passionate. And so people are responding to that. Emboldened, some would yeah. say. Uh, so we, we cut to the X-Mansion, and they're watching it, and they're going, Jesus, he's getting destroyed up there. This sucks. Let's go to the training room. So they all go to the uh, uh, danger room and train a little bit. And yeah. meanwhile, Professor X, Cyclops, and Storm are on their way back. And they're ambushed. Uh, they're not killed. They're incapacitated. But someone makes it look like they were killed. And it turns out the Strikers gang has kidnapped them. Uh, one thing leads to another. And it turns out what Striker is attempting to do is to weaponize um, drug and weaponize Professor X, like we saw in X2, to kill all mutants at a global scale. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of the gang finds out about this. Kurt, uh, we have Nightcrawler, Colossus, Kitty Pride, Wolverine. Um, uh, b- b- what? And the master of magnetism. Oh, we, not uh-huh. yet. Oh, okay. Not so. yet. They go to the car crash because they've been told that the car uh, blew up. Uh, Wolverine knows that it's a cover-up. He's like, I staged a few of these myself. Uh, and they see I'm this car. So they I go do. after this car, and in it is is Stryker's right-hand woman, Anne. Uh, and she starts pedaling it, right? Like, Wolverine rips in, takes two of the guys out, and she floors it. Uh, and Colossus is going to stop the car. Kurt takes her, bamps out. Uh, and it, they get attacked by these two guys in huge metal suits. And before they can get totally attacked, who shows up? Magneto. Magneto. Wraps them all up in cocoons. They go back to the the mansion to interrogate them. Wolverine is trying to threaten them into telling, you know, who took it, who did this. Claw it's trick, not really one, working. Two, it's not really working. And Magneto goes, I'll take care of it. And Wolverine goes, all right, you guys are lucky. And Magneto goes, not so much. <laughs> not sure. And he basically tortures them with pieces of shrapnel metal until they tell them everything that's going He's on. He's literally pretty much threading metal through their bodies. <gasps> yeah. And that's what's happening. With that's what that others. spread is. Good God. Um, so they finally tell him, and they notice the Striker's going to have this uh, event happen. He goes, okay, we got to go stop him. Uh, meanwhile, Stryker has drugged and manipulated Charles Xavier to the point where he kills Storm and Cyclops. Completely knocks him out. Uh, so they're taking them to the incinerator room in this elevator on the basement, right? Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kitty Pride and Colossus's sister have kind of tried their own espionage and both pretty much been captured. Yeah. Uh, and so the the elevator that's supposed to be going down starts going up and up and up and up and up and suddenly goes through the roof and jumps out and escapes. But it's Magneto and all the X-Men, and they're there. Uh, there's a whole side storyline where Kitty is running through the city and being chased by Anne and all that kind of stuff because she's supposed to be killed. Uh, and eventually they get on this uh, subway, and Magneto saves them there. And uh, fast forward to the event. Climax. Uh, as he's giving the speech... There are certain people who begin to start to bleed from the ears and mm-hmm. hold their heads. And what he's doing is he's magnifying Charles's power out into the world. Um, yeah. The closer they are, the, the, the worse they're having it. If they're mutants. So the X-Men go, you know what? We have no choice. We have to attack. We have to shut this thing down before it gets too bad. And this is all televised, mind you. So they mm-hmm. have to try to do it in a way that's not on screen in front of everybody because it's exactly yeah. what Stryker wants. He wants them to attack. Yeah. So Magneto makes this big spectacle as a distraction. Everyone else sneaks through the back. They find Charles. He's kind of fighting them off subconsciously. So they come up with this plan where Wolverine and Nightcrawler bamf over to him and are going to attack him. Uh, Cyclops deflects his blast and somehow knocks him out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that's done, they decide, you know what? We're going to go on TV and we're going to give, a, 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 we're going to challenge him. We're going to challenge Stryker because at this point, the, the crowd's trying to to kill them and. It's getting out of hand. There's a few. Well, it's like half and half. There's still some people in the crowd who are like, "This is crazy. This is way too much." Even the police are like, "This is insane." The broadcasting committee as well well as security. Meanwhile, what happened while they were trying to shut off the machine? Anne was suffering from that. That's right. And he was. He basically turned against her and and killed killed her her on on screen. On screen. In front of everybody, he pushed her off and said, "You know what? If you had really been a believer, you would understand why I'm doing this." Threw her off. Snaps her off. Snaps her neck. So they come back and they have this talk and he's, you know, pointing at Nightcrawler and going, are you kidding me? How do you call that human? That's not a human. Uh, and Kitty Pride has a wonderful speech about being like, he's more human than I ever hoped to be. Like, he's kind, he's caring. He was depraved. From um, and all of a sudden, uh, Stryker pulls out a gun and is going to shoot one of the X-Men. Kitty. Yep. And all of a sudden you hear a bam. 
And Stryker's been shot by one of the police officers. Uh, and someone goes, why are you going to do that? And you go, are you kidding me? He was pulling a gun on an unarmed child. Because at this point, I think Kitty Pride's 15. Yeah, yeah oh, something like that. Uh, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So uh, they take him down. Uh, and one thing leads to another. We're back at the X-Mansion. You know, Charles and Magneto have been working together for the first time in forever. Uh, Charles is depressed because he's like, I feel like I failed. You know, Cyclops has a wonderful speech about being like, are you kidding me? Like, this is what we do. We have to be better than them. The means have to be equal to the end. It can't be the just mean. Uh, the means justify the end, right? Mm-hmm. Or the end justifies the means, which is Magneto's approach. So he extends his hand to Charles, says, "Come work with me." And it, uh, Charles reaches out and then goes, "You know what? I can't. If they still believe in my dream, I I got to do it." And Magneto, who like Loki, as I get older, I'm like, oh, man, he's got some really good points. Uh, decides to leave and says, "You know, I'm not going to cry over another mutant's grave. I'm not going to cry, cry over your yours." Guys. Uh, and yeah, that's where it ends. Basically, Charles has kept his dream alive through his pupils, who he's taught. Uh, a nice line from Aurora. Oh yeah, with, teacher with, becomes pupil, and pupil becomes teacher. She has a moment with Cyclops on the balcony, being like, "You did a good thing. You 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 taught Xavier, who's taught us since we were little." You know. Anyway, yeah. that's where it ends. End credits. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there you go. It was like fucking two minutes. Sorry, that was longer than I, than I wanted it to be. I think seconds. it was a little bit longer than our hush one. Don't worry. <laughs> that was our wow. longest. It was like forty minutes long. It was not. Oh How long I'm was that? Kidding. Like three, I'm four kidding. minutes. It was like maybe yeah, totally time. three minutes. Shit, Fuck. it's okay. Don't worry about it. That's anyway, fine. Uh, there's so a lot there. Going into it, wow, holy crap! This this book. Uh, favorite parts? You want to just go straight into yeah. the, the goodness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite, uh, parts. favorite parts? Magneto, my boy, my boy, Magneto, Magnus. I'm yeah. so glad they actually called him Magnus because you never hear that ever anymore. But also, again, this is old, so that's why they probably don't What's call that? him. What's that name about? It's him. That's his name. His all, he also goes by Magnus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And see that, like, he goes by Eric. You know, everyone knows him, Eric Lencher and all that stuff, but, like, he goes by Magnus, and Xavier calls him blah, 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 Magnus. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that he goes by that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like knowing when— I've Br- never heard, I had never heard that Do you know name before. Bruce Wayne also has an alternate uh, identity? Matches Malone. What? No. No, no. Not a lot of people know about that. No one really talks about that one anymore. <laughs> but but the thing is like he's, but he still uses that in current comic books. Yeah. As like a oh, as like a like a, how to get information from criminals. Yeah. Hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. It's like if you don't read it, you'll never know. Right. And so like that's the kind of the 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 rub you get. But then Magneto, again, being my boy, just like the master of magnetism comes at you as a friend and not yeah. as an enemy. Yeah. I'm like because <gasps> they're all ready to fight. Yeah. He's like, No, 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 no. I'm here. Uh, I'm here to no help. X-Men. My, my boy Charles is in trouble. We'll team up. I I like uh yeah, so my favorite part is just anytime he's there because he's just like so he's the first one that discovers the dead gir- yeah. the dead children at the jungle gym. Turns right. it into a tombstone instead. Yeah, and uh like it just says muties on them, and you could tell like like again, it's like the way the way Matthew Vaughn got him in first class is like I've been the subject of people's orders for too long. Yeah. And it's like, that's the same thing that happened. It's like, I've seen the wars, child. It's like, don't don't underestimate me. I'm like, yeah. God, yeah, he has seen the worst of it. Yeah. He's seen the internment camps and he's all that He's at Auschwitz. Stuff. Like, that's, yeah. he's seen it. And it's so, hardcore. Whoa. And so, like, when you come in, I'm like, no, you, you bow. Like, yeah. you bow before him. And so I was like, oh. They, like, they <laughs> did, Claremont did a really good job of writing him in this. I did think yeah. it was kind of funny with the writing where it's like, oh, 
I can't take another psionic blast. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I thought that was really, it was just a, it was an artifact of its time. Yeah, but I'm kind of like, bro, put your helmet on. But it might have been destroyed in a other comic book or some shit. Yeah. Um, well, it says it, he had it on, and it said that even with his, it still would have. It's yeah. you know, it yeah. says it in there. It's like even with his armament, it still blasts through. Yeah. It's just like that's well, he, how much they're magnifying his power. But also, he's like, man, it's like Charles must be holding back because yeah, like, this yeah, hurts that was a, a lot. Good like, line. Damn. It's that Spider-Man moment where you're yeah. like, oh shit, Spider-Man's been holding back this whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking at my list of favorite parts, and I was like, I realized I just. I really enjoy the whole scene that is basically the televised event. Mm. Um, Climax, baby. The, yeah. When Commander Anne falls, I, it's sad that that happened, but it's the way that they showed With the, the fall. Screens. Like With the, the screens? Like yeah, a, I was like, that is so, that's such an interesting way, I think, to show what is happening. And I'll then the um, I, I, I do like that it really just, because you like, he finally gets his... He gets his comeuppance at the end, and everybody's like, "This dude is Cray. Yeah. This guy is well, fifty shades of Cray. He's extreme. And, he's yeah. extremist." And so when the cop shoots him, I'm like, "This this average Joe is like, no, that is not a god, god like that, that. That's not a that's a not a believer. Man. Yeah. That's, that's not, not a godly someone man. Who believes in God. Yeah, and that's just like, I love that when somebody gets their comeuppance. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what you get. It's the thing is like, it's not even his whole comeuppance. It's more like. You can still believe in the everyday human being, yeah. and that the extremists do not represent the whole. Right. And again, it's like so easy to like hear charisma and flamboyant words and emboldened like rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then the guy next to him's like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, you hear that so often, like it mobs up and all this stuff. But then you do hear someone who. In a story like X-Men, to have someone who's supposed to enforce the law understands and sees the madness and understands, like, there is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so refreshing. Like, holy shit. Who saved the day? Not an X-Men. Yeah. A, like, just a, a police officer at the Doing event. Doing the right thing. And yeah. Yeah. The, the, the weird thing about it, and it's written in a really interesting way, is that uh, Stryker doesn't really... He still kind of gets away with it all. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, he was arraigned. And he's like, you know, he, he announces that he'll be vindicated for everything. And... And he murders someone strange, on TV. It's a strange way, yeah. And he has like a gajillion thousand floors for his faith healing probably. Yeah. I no mean, big deal. how relevant could that possibly be? <laughs> That's as political we'll get on what? the show. Um, my favorite part, it's a really simple thing, but all the X-Men hanging out watching TV, watching mm. the debate going on. Oh, like, yeah. At the beginning? The tension yeah, with that just too. seeing like seeing them all hanging out and you know, even the Nightcrawler and, and Peter in regular clothes. Just their day to day thing. Yeah. I like how what is it? They're having an argument, and then she's like, "You don't understand me," and goes upstairs. And she phases through and the then, banister. And then Wolverine's yeah. like, "What happened, Bob?" It's like having a half pipe over there. I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's what it is." Oh, I, I love how they write some of the things he says. When he says "maybe," it's M E B B E. Maybe. Oh, just yeah. like ah. says it. Yeah. love it, love it, Danny DeVito. Uh, but then, like, then all getting frustrated one by one, and then going. Let's fucking go to the danger room. Let's blow off some steam. Yeah. And then them figuring out that their assignments, like, okay, Nightcrawler, you need to move this thing. You need to try to get through this without cutting your bars. And then Kitty's Pride's like, no, we got to do this. We got to work differently. Switch. Yeah, and they she switches them all around. I loved it. Again, yeah. it's using your don't your resources. Don't waste time on your weaknesses. Go to your strengths and then do those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All they need to do is actually just a rotation of the team, and it's like cool. They can yeah. all do their own missions. Um, I also really liked Kitty Pride 
phasing through the ground and talking about it. She's oh, like, yeah. I can't see anything. I'm going to hold my breath. I hope yeah, I make it there. Wild. But also seeing her float through the air. Yeah, being so excited or, mm-hmm. or, or shocked that she's like floating. And she's like, I need to calm down right now. Mm-hmm. The way they did Kitty Pride in this, I was really happy. Kayla um, or Ollie? Ollie. I was going to say, I loved any time... Uh, Magneto was doing using his powers like it just looks like Magneto was Magneto and then Magneto was Magneto <laughs> when he creates really that metal cool. board to get the cop oh, to the yeah. hospital oh yeah, yeah. that was, that was, that was really, really badass um I mean the, as awful as the torture scene was yeah it was cra- drawn really crazy like there's a couple pages that's like all red or whatever it's, it's like go- I mean it's really well, it's like well. Fantasia yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like oh my god and I was just, like they just this is how you this is some mood right here it's, yeah. deep, it's like a whole quarter of a page. Deep long. mood. Yeah. Deep mood. Yeah. Deep I've never heard mood. Beat, deep mood. I heard big mood. Big mood. <laughs> big mood. Deep mood. Hey. Maybe big, deep mood. Big mood energy. You well, you also first. need something big to go deep. Um, so that was one of my Josh? favorite parts. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylin, when I went deep. Um, Doing it raw. The, the parts that I liked the most were difficult ones. Like, I like them only because they show how warped you have to get to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, killing her on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the playground muties thing. Like, yeah, Jesus. you really got to be warped this, to this be at that point. This read where you were like, oh, God. That line. Like, right. Why are you Whoa. doing this? And I was, I was yeah. worried when, when I saw the religious thing start going because I was like, oh, yeah, this can get... And sticky. real sticky real quick but it's true that there are you know radical religions or uh, not religions radical people, people within those religions using religion as a use weapon. it as a yes. weapon that's the point and, of the story and right and and because like you have someone like kurt wagner wagner who is extremely religious right and daredevil Nightcrawler is a devout christian mm-hmm. yeah and and, and to have him pitted against Striker is just like yeah. well, again, very different people. It's, it's such a it's in a face level. It's such a like a, don't judge a book by a cover, right? But it's also kind of like how you use that religion is a whole another conversation. And like that whole point with or whatever Shadow, your system of beliefs are, yeah, it's right. whatever you use your beliefs. It's like Shadow Cat was all saying, like he has every right to become the monster you are, right. but yeah. you have no right, and yeah. you're becoming the monster that is. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like people he chose to laugh and to love, right? And and. Especially because Stryker like has a traumatic experience and mm-hmm. just wants to justify boo-hoo. it for the rest of his life. Yeah, no, that I mean, honestly, I mean, that's a really I, good way I, to put it. Like one traumatic experience is not enough to like kill Becomes a lot of a people. He blames his wife. He doesn't take any. He sheds himself for responsibility. It's like, oh, right. it was her fault. It's not me, right? Yeah. And and to harken back to some classic writing, like Joker always says, like it's one bad day to yeah. blah blah. But then like to that thing where it's like Punisher, right? His whole family's taken from him from the the mob, but instead he uses that to fight the evil and not right. protect just, others, not just blindly kill everyone that crosses the streets. Like you're um you're the related to the family. I'm going to kill you, but it's like no, you're a mobster. You do this. You're a sadist. You're a rapist. Da da da. You're dead. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, fully understanding what his opponent is. Right. Stryker doesn't understand his opponent, and that's why he kills them. Yeah. Like, that's as much as it's not a good thing, and I don't like it. I like that it was in here and showed it in such a way where it wasn't the. It was the decisions that this one person made mm-hmm. that led to this, like, insanity cloud. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily like, oh, it wasn't religion. Oh, it wasn't like some 
crazy, campy decision. It was, it, yeah. was, it, was it was a self. Him using religion to justify what he, right, what he was right. doing as opposed to it being like necessarily a fully inspired, maybe. Right. maybe. Yep. right. Yeah. Cap's religious. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's but plenty of characters. Cap's, oh, yeah, Cap's yeah, religious, yeah. but he's not a xenophobe. Yeah. Right. And like, and that they're, was a big. They're very separate things. He had a reason. There yeah. was like a comic book that happened recently where it was like he was fighting, I forget, this one like super other American ass dude. And he was like, they're taking jobs from us, blah, blah. And then he's like, all these like immigrants and all that stuff. And then Captain America says, like, that's not America's son. And it's like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, you know, Captain America just has that good old thing. But then the X Men, like, they're in it. Yeah. And they're the ones being attacked. So it's an interesting lens to take from their plight. Yeah. Versus yeah. like two people are fighting on my behalf. Yeah. You know? Versus like I have to fight on my, my behalf. On my behalf. For other people too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a yeah, it's a tough one to read. Josh? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um well I mean I was also so there are two other things that I, I really liked it and that it's more of like an overarching thing. I mean, A, the scene with Stryker, like the explanation, I'm a sucker for a uh Good backstory. A backstory, and mm-hmm. it's like it was really hard to read, but it was kind of nice to like get that. Yeah, um, for sure. It was a little bit of a release that you're like, why the fuck is he like? Yeah, why is yeah. he so? And, and then you find you're like, oh, this is why I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, but holy the, shit. The overarching thing that I really liked about the book is that there weren't a lot of X Men. Mm-hmm. Like the team was actually a pretty small team, and mm-hmm. I, this really, I mean, context. I I don't know a lot about X Men except for movies oh, okay. and reading a couple of books here and there and the animated series, and so I'm kind of used to there being a lot more involved, a mm. lot more like the whole cast, the, the whole cast. Let's like, get as many X Men as we can. In yeah, here. and so having the like show has essentially a, a handful of, of select few, select few right. doing this. It's kind of like cool. It, it's there's not a lot happening. Yeah. And so it is a story that can unfold in in good time. Mm-hmm. And like it, it it you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on though. Who's this person and this? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. It reminded yeah. me of uh, Astonishing X-Men, which is kind of similar in the sense that it has a smaller cast of X-Men, I think. Mm. Mm. Okay. It, it's like six or five or six of them. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. Well, I kind of liked it where I kind of the way I alluded it is actually a really well done was what I think Dark Phoenix did was that they showed that the main cast are the only ones that go out mm-hmm. and all the kids stay in and right. everything that happens is at night. Yeah. And so yeah, obviously the kids are in a boarding school, so they should be asleep. Right. <laughs> and, should. And Wolverine is drinking whiskey. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it is. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also really like. You can't get drunk though. I mean, you can try really yeah. hard. Uh, Still drinks. Yeah, I, I really liked. I, don't know, I I really liked the the intensity that it got to. I really yeah. like that. It's like there's urgency. It's like, to should it. we get to this point? Like, what makes us? Is this does this make us as worse as they are if we're going to start torturing them? Yeah. And then Wolverine's like, we got to. And then it's like, okay, let's do it. And also, I know Corey and I actually are on different f- sides of the fence on this. To me, this is where Cyclops begins to turn. Like, because Cyclops later on becomes evil in the comic books. Mm. Not evil, but he just becomes more Magneto-esque. And in the end of this, it kind of shows that, like, Cyclops double downs and says, like, no, you guys both don't understand. We're humans in a a different shape or form, but we're still part of the human race. And we have to fight for human decency and human rights and stuff. And he shows that both Magneto and Xavier have kind of gone astray from their true goal right and that's kind of like to me it's like it's the creation of another faction in their mind because later on in comics scott and aurora realize like xavier's kind of useless at this point like later later on yeah and then they they do their own schools 
And uh, later on, like, Cyclops will go down this rabbit hole and then he'll become, like, pretty much, like, the leader of the Brotherhood and, like, take out, like, the X-Men. They'll become villains and all that stuff. And it's really, really cool. But it's, like, to me, it's, like, he's such a good student of the ideology of equality. He understands it more than... They do. Yeah. And in a sense, like, you know, like, Magneto would fear him in some senses. You know, Mm. like, if Cyclops just walked out with a plastic suit on, his visor, that's the only thing protecting Magneto. Like, yeah. And that's, again, a beam from another dimension. That's what his power yeah. is. Oh. When he opens his eyes, he shoots that's energy insanity. from another dimension. Uh, Whoa. No yeah. big deal. No yeah. big deal. It's no big fine. Deal. So I really but like Ruby that Quartz where it's it. like, again, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a moment in it's in Batman comics where like, n- like Nightwing shows more humanity than Batman. Mm-hmm. And it would then show that inkling of like, Nightwing could possibly be, be better, better Batman. than Batman. Yeah. Like, mm. Cyclops could probably be better than both of them because... Which is arguably Batman's goal with Nightwing, is to be a better him. Well, he doesn't want him to be Batman at all. He wants him to be better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, another... It, it just touches on so many things. Obviously, there's a lot of commentary on the time as well and what... 1982? Yeah, what crime and, and racial things were going on at that point. Torture. Uh, with, with, you know, the black community and being disenfranchised. By the government, mostly. Uh, and uh, the way they touch on it in the opening scene where Kitty's beating the crap out of that, out of that other guy. And, uh, you know, uh, Klaus's sister comes up and she, like, telepathically is like, hey, you're phasing. Like, you need to calm the hell down. <laughs> uh, and explains to, to her friend of, of why, why she got so upset. And her friend just being like, you know what the worst part is? She's right. Yeah. Like, it, I would be that upset. It's It's... It's an interesting, uh, really delicate thing that I think Claremont found a really beautiful way of explaining and portraying and not being afraid to talk about something that obviously he found disturbing. Well, well so like he, he, alludes At the time. It, he alludes it and he does it straight on Front Street. It was yeah. just like, hey, they said I was a mutie and blah, blah, blah. It's like if they talked about your, your skin color, then you'd be exactly the same way I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Right. She's like, she's right. Yeah. And it's like, this is the illusion that you're having to make with these comic books. Like they tell it right there and there. It's like, Think of these things yeah. when you're reading this book. Well, and, and they actually didn't get a stamp or something, right? Because they put the N-word in there? Uh, probably. I, 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 I remember... Thomas uh, Code of Authority, probably. There yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't get that stamp because they put the N-word in there. Yeah. That like, might be why that until 2003. Maybe that's the reason it wasn't canon until 2003. Could be. They didn't probably. Get the stamp. But they may have afterwards. Yeah. For like a historical... And that was a really tough time because legislation was really cracking down on oh, comic I'm books. Sure and they was. were like, you have to do this. To, do you bitch, um, um, to talk about one more favorite part, just to lighten up the mood a little bit. Uh, uh, one of my favorite things was Colossus stopping the car. Oh, yeah. And being surprised at how, like, are they making cars cheaper now or am I stronger? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the tension of, like, him not realizing that, but but Nightcrawler realizing it, being like, oh, my God, he's going to kill everyone in this car. He doesn't understand how strong he is. So bamfing in real quick, grabbing Anne, yeah. and then bamfing back out mm-hmm. before he can destroy the car was just such a, a well-written moment. And the yeah. look on Colossus, the way he's drawn in that moment being like, holding the engine, being like, where did the rest of the car go? <laughs> like, legitimately made me giggle out loud. Yeah, I was like, nice. he's I mean, so strong. Also, with the lighter, mo- lighter mood, I do really love Wolverine's interrogation oh, yeah. tactics. I got three oh, claws, bub. One, one two. two. Where's the other one? It's like, oh my... Every time. But like, this time it didn't work. Yeah. Which is really cool. So Magneto had to get involved. But like, I don't think we've ever seen that live action. No. Mm-mm. It's a no. shame. It is a shame. His interrogation. The closest we got was in Logan, but he doesn't... Ter- he doesn't torture anyone 
Right. He so needs, we got some claw action in Logan. I you, haven't seen it yet. But you also, have claw but you also get that a lot in the animated series stuff of the one, two, three. You get that. But then you don't get that any yeah, live action. Yeah, yeah. To, Wait, shame. you actually you see it the first, the first time. X-Men. The first time you see him pick out his claws, it's two claws come out first. And then the one starts the to come one out slowly and stops. And stops at it his needs Adam's to be apple. over his head. Oh, okay. And the claws need to come out, like protrude out. Yeah. It needs to be much more violent. You need to do a Wolverine movie. Favorite characters? Characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler yeah. is no, Nightcrawler is my favorite X Men of all time. So that's anytime he's in it. It's I think him. I think Claremont did a really good job of of writing him. The moment he answers the phone when he hears that mm, Charles and died. Scott and Aurora are dead, like seeing him also in like a button up and jeans when they're in the living room, like watching the debate. Uh, I loved all of it. Uh, and then of course I have to shout out Magneto in this because mm-hmm. I even text Tom after I read this because he lo- Tom unabashedly loves Magneto. It's his favorite X-Men, I would say. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's probably one of my favorite Marvel characters. So I text him after I read this and I was like, dude, Magneto. And he was like, what? And I was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fucking phenomenal <laughs> in this. Yeah. Claremont understood him on some level that I didn't even. And I was like, oh man, this is beautiful. He comes with it. Like, to him, obviously, so like when they were first written, Charles Xavier was uh, Martin Luther King and... Uh, uh, Magnus was Malcolm X. So they're, they're two sense. different tactics, right? It's the peaceful protest and the active protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and his thing has always been the active protest, but they, they have the uh, same ideal of like, we want to make sure mutants are safe. The lovely um, thing to do with this is like, Ma- Magneto is the devil you know. Yeah. Versus the devil you don't. Right. And so they, the fact that he comes to them and in this moment being like, look, Charles and I don't always agree, but what is about to happen is bigger than that and yeah. I'm here to help, was, like, I I was so excited when I saw him show up. I was like, oh, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. this is huge. So uh, Nightcrawler and, and Magneto for this are just Instead I've, of top Days tier. of Future Past where he's just like, I'm going to fuck shit up, Lee Rog. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to tell you, Corey, I only had one uh, action figure growing up that was an X-Men action figure, and it was Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler? Oh. Yeah. Aww. Um, nice. Yeah, baby. I would say that my favorite character is, I like Magneto a lot, um, but I really, and he's not in it very often or very much of the book is Cy, uh, Cyclops. Cyclops. Uh, I yeah. really, I really enjoy, I mean, again, he's not in it very much, but I really liked his like kind of standing up for the mission at the end. Yeah. And like, this is what we're about. And and like out-tacting uh, Charles, even yeah. on a subconscious level. He's like, look, if I took a straight shot, he would have seen it coming. Yeah. So I had to take my time and bounce it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, for I, sure. I dug, I dug that. Yeah. Cyclops mm-hmm. gets slept on. You should really read Power read? House of X. Oh, dude. With Hickman. This stuff right this here. Kind of stuff. Uh, go to comicsology, nerd on. <laughs> <laughs> and you can download them for $45. Well, you're going to see, uh, uh, Cyclops lay out that, uh, deep energy. It's not that, deep it's moon. not, it's not that episode, but it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hickman. Favorite characters? Uh, for me, it was Kitty. Kitty. Yeah. I really liked Katya. Kitty. She Same. like knew exactly how she felt took about things. Took her own initiative on she shit. She took her own yeah. initiative. She went on secret mission, missions. 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 She was a, a mission strong for the misses. female she was a strong character. Female <laughs> character. Well, the, the funny thing with this All is right. eat after me. No, as in like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I'm, I was about to say, yeah. it's probably going to be Ali's pick as well. Yeah. And 
Well, the funny it thing is, with this with this is. combo, it it's a little. Yeah. It's very different than what I think we've been ex- like uh, 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 exposed to. Uh, typically, the animated series Rogue very much plays that kind of character, right. yeah. and not uh, Shadowcat. And so Shadowcat being that, it's like really nice, and that's why mm. I prefer Shadowcat. I just like her as a character more. I, I prefer Miss Marvel wannabe. Well, and I I really like the moment where they oh, so they use sense. the nerve gas in the car, and then she's like. It was a real moment where she's like, I heard the things go off, so I yeah. got out. But it was obviously a little bit too late, so I'm a little messed up. Yeah. But I don't know. She just handled everything really well. Yeah. And she, it was she got the gun pointed at her at the end and still yeah. didn't, didn't. She could have just like phased through the floor. She could have done anything. Well, but she was thing. like, well, let's just see. I'm yeah. a sucker for like creatively, like creative uses for powers. Yeah. Like take her powers and have her do like cool things with it. Like I wanted, I actually wanted more of that from other characters, but I got it mostly from mm-hmm. right. Kitty, which was cool. Yeah. One thing I will say, also shout out to my, my three favorite X-Men of all time are Nightcrawler, Colossus. Shout out to the night. And and Gambit, yeah. Mm. Uh, so to see him, his power described as with the speed of thought, he, change in, he changes into a man of metal. I was like, that's fucking dope. That's dope. It's a great way to describe <laughs> it. But also, the speed he, of thought. If, if he is getting stronger, that is some elevation yeah. strength and all stuff. But the thing is, you mm-hmm. also have to apply the base level, the primer, yeah. and then realize like, oh, where can they go? Yeah. Tom? Fucking master Magnus. of magnetism, Magnus. baby. There Even if he was the biggest asshole in a combo, like my boy Magneto. Oh man, deflecting up. the bullets oh. and dismantling guns, like that was dope as shit. The thing about Magneto is like, again, to me, it kind of comes back to my. I think this is part of my lizard brain of how I look at character and story <laughs> writing. Lizard, lizard brain. brain. It's how you're. Pri- it's the like most primal part of you. Uh, yeah, it's your fight and flight system. I think of there's course. three parts of the brain. It's like lizard. So anyway, uh, so yeah, it, hurt, it hits your spinal the first. So that's typically how you. Take knowledge fast. Um, characters that are highly capable um, always will be my favorite. Even if they're like the villain. They yeah. will always be like, to me, the person that pushes the plot or the one that's like, yo, this story's going whether I want it or not. Mm. Like this guy is going to move it. And you like Thanos in Infinity War, I fucking right? love yeah. Thanos. Well, it was his movie. He had 23 minutes of screen time, which is the most of any other character. Yeah. Well, um, there's never a, like, he, he he's always confident with his powers. Like that's never a, a problem. Yeah. And well, so he always comes on the scene. You're like, yeah, he's about to tear Like even when he's up. like hit hard, he's like, well, I can at least do this and get everyone back. Right. But also, if he died, it would have been like, damn, the dude died. Like yeah. it would have been like, a, like if no offense, if it's like if Cyclops, I was like, well, a bullet can kill him. Mm-hmm. But it's like Magneto's like, that takes a lot to kill this it dude. Does. This guy survived Auschwitz. This guy can survive some. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so I'm like, <laughs> speaking of which, he's dope as shit in house. Yeah, he is. He's got a white <laughs> suit. Look at this suit. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, but uh, Magneto, again, his conviction, his ability to corral the team when they didn't, quote unquote, have a real leader. Like Cyclops was definitely primed for that position. Yeah. But like Magneto was kind of there to replace the Charles Xavier Magneto dynamic. The speech he right. gives to Scott on the roof oh, where he's yeah. like, I want to create a world where hunger and famine won't be a thing. And then Cyclops is like, how do you, no one can keep that. How do you plan to sustain that? And he goes, with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been my plan, and mm-hmm. I was like, "My future always included you." His future always included yeah. the X Men, which is like a huge statement from probably their arch rival. Yeah, I well, would say. it's actually in a, to me it harkens back on why I think a lot of people don't know and don't realize. Like General Zod and Superman are great fucking, are like pretty much like yeah. Scott to Magneto, hmm. or like Zod has always been like, I don't, I hate that I have to fight the only other Kryptonian in the universe <laughs> because you don't see the things the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're the last of our kind, and you don't. See that I'm trying to do this for us, and Magneto well, has that. Huh? Yeah, I think I think he's just trying. He knows that like at some point 
he can convince them or they'll convince themselves from what happens to them. Hopefully. That that they'll turn and join. That's why he's part of their plan. So I yeah. think um, I have to read that book. You have to read that book. <laughs> uh, but this later on does come out to be where like, you know, uh, Magneto wants to ha- take the entire, mu- all the mutants and then take them off Earth mm-hmm. and put, put them to a safer place. And, wow. You know, Charles Xavier is super against that because he's like, that's not creating peace on Earth. You're creating peace you're for running, your, yeah, you're, you're running away from the problem. But like Magneto's like, I don't care. We are the mutants. Homo and we're, superior. Homo superior. Okay. That's, the actual, that's their actual I know. classification. I know. But, Just yeah. hearing Tom say it in that oh, yeah, deep, yeah, yeah, rusty voice is like, all right. But yeah, so Magneto all day. Cool. Uh, nice. Qualms? Uh, qualms. Quim qualms. I thought the part. Oh, no, you go. I thought the part with Xavier was a little silly. Which part? The part where he's like. Finding God. Oh, I, I messed up so bad. Uh, I'm going to abandon all my dreams oh, now. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. To me, it was... He's being mopey? Yeah, he was being mopey. And like, I get it. Yeah. He almost killed all the mutants. Or he thought he did. (laughs) He thought he almost killed all (laughs) the mutants. Well, first of all, he thought he killed his son and daughter, essentially. Right. First of all. So, I get it. But it's also like, when you reach that, he's like, back home safe. Everyone is safe. Why at that point would you be like, oh, Uh, I don't know Because I think part of it comes from him literally just being drugged and tricked. Like, he was conscious the whole day. It's not like someone forced him to do something. Everything was done by his own will, in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So everything he'd been fighting for for 30-some-odd years, 40-some-odd years, he became the catalyst for the end of it all. He became the thing he swore to fight. He got weaponized. I And I get it. So his whole idea that mutants aren't are peaceful people, he was the op... He was, like, literally the thing he nightmared about. The thing he was fighting against, his entire life mission to fight against, he became the it. Yeah. So I I understood why someone be, would be shook from that. Uh, like imagine imagine you fighting a plight, and then someone goes, "Oh no no, we're all fighting you," and you're like, <laughs> "Oh, I was gonna say it's like oh, I'm shit. I'm holding out for the special one, and then Corey gets me a little dipsy, and then no 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 and you're like, right. I just have the shit on my sister. Holy, f- I'm shook to my core. And then she goes, no, we're fine now, but it could happen again. So at this point, he's thinking, if all it took was a drug trip for me to almost wipe out all the mutants in, in my area, in the world, what am I fighting for then? If all it takes is for me to get tricked I'd, once. I'd also say, I think he's a little uh, comfortable amongst his friends and family and stuff like that. Because, I, I mean, I would say the way it's written, and I mean, I think it's a product of its time. It's a little like soap opera. Yeah, in for sense, sure. Yeah. But I was like... Yeah, this is what happens. You go back to the the original stage where uh-huh. the, the the show takes place in the multicam sitcom yeah. and all that shit, and you tell the the end. Do, do, do. So well, no, yeah, now it, now they go on a walk with it. one yeah. person and talk about it. It just felt like, like it was. Here's the moral of the story. Eat up. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Like yummy, tasty. But I feel like if it had lasted a little bit longer, like if it had, if it seemed like, I guess I just didn't get enough of where his brain was leading up to that point like it just was kind of like well here it is I, he's I th- done i think it kind of like it's a uh a limitation of the the medium because like right i think it would help if there was like issues beforehand that kind of like shows that like from the beginning he's always yeah. been working really hard and all that shit but like this is like to no fault of his own that he did all this shit versus like if it had been where like he was mind controlled and then he said publicly out loud like i am garbage da, da, da. Mm-hmm. then it would show like an exact antithesis of what he did in the beginning right right so yeah, there, there just wasn't something like that 
for me to latch onto. So that's why I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Josh? I only have a couple of really small uh, qualms, but I do want to say that they didn't ruin my experience of it. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't feel, don't believe that I should have to read a comic, a comic book multiple times in order to know what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's my own opinion of reading a book. It's like, I should be able to get through it and know what I read. Right. Whereas this, it, it wasn't that experience. So having to, not say, I don't want to do the work. It was just like a, I had to read it multiple times in order to ingest what was going mm-hmm. on. My only other qualm was, um, there were a few kind of, um, kind of a range of pages where, Striker and Magneto actually looked the same mm. facially. Oh, interesting. Right. And mm. I actually had to go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Where am I? Oh, now uh, that you actually say that, that I kind of like that a lot. Cool. Not in a bad way, yeah. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's kind of like the face of the enemies look the same. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It was. It, it, it looked like there were times where Magneto just looked like a disheveled Damn, version yeah. of Striker, oh, which is interesting, yeah. right? And it it is mm. interesting when you put it that way. Sorry, but sorry. it was it was hard while I was reading it. I I had to go again, it, uh, stacking on top of like that. I had to go back and go. Oh, okay. Now I know where I'm at. I imagine okay. the Spider Man meme just pointing at each other, <laughs> which old white man. Um, but actually, you, you were saying like it was tough to follow along. Actually, Kevin Smith was talking to us, someone that was like, I don't know how to read comic books. I always got bored of them. And said so using the app helps out because it just shuffles you to like which panel to pay attention to. And that's oh. how I read it. I do it panel by panel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, because it's, I mean, it's hard on an iPad, but the, the one specific. Especially I, on a phone, it's nice because it enlarges it all. I was yeah. trying to read them page by page on a phone. And I was like, this, is, this isn't going to work at all. Yeah. <laughs> so going panel by panel is nice too because. Sometimes the the devil is in the details, and you want to see what's going on in a panel. And I, I'm just going to call this out. Like one panel that was really, really hard for me to understand what was going on, and I think I was with Tom, was when he was doing this the the torture sequence in oh. which the me- I, he explained it to me, and I was like, I don't see that. It's because it's one frame. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not multiple frames. And I think that, yes. And uh, yeah. we were. Oh, I was. And I. And say, he was like, Oh, he's doing this, and I'm like. Really? Yeah, I I didn't I totally didn't get that at all. I actually thought that um he was just blasting him. That no, I just thought he was like I knew that he was being tortured, but when I looked at it I was like is he just embarrassing there's him? A, there's <laughs> like a, he's just in front is <laughs> in his underwear. There's a reason that's a screenshot on my phone. <laughs> I agree, I agree with you. Yeah. I I had no idea what was happening on that page. Yeah. And I and I I had to kind of look at it, look at it, look at it, and I. It took me a while to. I had to look at the human, see where the human ended, and then look yeah. closer to where the hero ended. And then the ended, next bit of dialogue, and then and go, look oh. at right. Yeah. So it just took a little bit longer than it should. Yeah. have. Well, right. I, again, I would say like it's a product of its time in that right. sense. Where yeah. like, I mean, I don't even like. It's not explicitly saying it. It's not even explicitly showing it. And the thing is, kind of like most comic books nowadays, it's like Josh mentioned it before. In most comic books, like sometimes you do have to kind of relearn how to read it and all that stuff. Yeah. And especially with eras. Yeah. With eras like yeah. the storytelling, and I from eighties to nineties. I to really 2000s. hate saying this in like a really bad way, no but it's kind of like a lot of the things that we get now are very force-fed and not in dialogue, but by imagery. Right. Where it's like yeah. I have to see that this person's having to do this flight mechanic out of their out of their rocket boots and it's like uh, I, I could just know they're flying 
Why do I need to know out of the rocket boots? But like most co- modern comic books have to fucking epic. show you. Because they, <laughs> well, they also don't expect you to extrapolate that information from an image, which I think older readers definitely did because it's kind of like watching old school TV where yeah. it's like it's digital or it's not digital. It's distorted and we're like, I could kind of make a face mm-hmm. and you would be able to do that. Now it's like, if it's not on Blu-ray, Ollie, you can't see anything. Yeah, no. I remember I remember a time when I was like super young and have X-Men comics or Batman comics and I would come to a splash page and I would just be Stare amazed, it. leave it open like in front of me and just kind of like take my time, like start at the upper, yeah. le- upper left and like look at all the little details and stuff like that. So like... But again, this was this a splash page? No, because I'm reading it digitally. It's, it's just a, a third, panel, right? It's a third. It's a, it's like it's a, a third middle panel. So yeah, so I could There's see like a couple of panels above. Maybe this guy. Maybe it doesn't call for it. But if it had been a splash the, page, you would have been able to get more detail in there. Maybe yeah, if it had been a whole page. Right. Yeah. But it's the just, thing is, like, I think with this too, they weren't meant to be. For those who might be yeah. listening, we're talking about page 34. In the uh, single issue printing. Welcome to your uh, audio commentary while you're <laughs> watching. Reading. Just so page you know where you got, what, I what panel we're talking about. Because we didn't tell. Page, we didn't say. I don't even it's know Magneto if a full splash the would have helped. There's nothing telling me. Yeah. Well, my my confusion was the what looks like Wolverine claws coming out of his hand, and I thought oh. maybe like did it did it swap to like Logan somehow because he's in he's in the scene. I think. Yeah, yeah he is. I noticed that too. It's like, and is I was like, he wearing? It's like, is the black stuff, him, his clothes being stripped off or something? Like that, That's where I was just like, I don't know what I'm like. So at. embarrassing. <laughs> that's why he told. But yeah, so I, I I'll tell you okay. anything. Leave my underwear alone. Uh, <laughs> Ollie, any qualms uh, other than that? That, um, there was another screenshot, but then I, I, I looked back and I saw a similar visual style and I, and I pieced it together. So that's fine. But uh, my only, honestly, my only real qualm is that it wasn't long enough. Cool. I wanted more, uh, yeah. a little bit more time with the X-Men. Things got to end, baby. If they're too long, they're going to be garbage. I know, but you know. It's like one of these kind of qualms. Like, yeah, whatever. But that just could have gone But again, that just means that I need to read. Maybe I I, like. I got more for you. I'm depriving myself of X-Men. I got more for you. I would say like. I got more for you. (laughs) The funny thing with the it's not long enough or I I didn't didn't get enough qualm. It's like fine dining versus junk food. Well, it's okay. So so there's a bit more to it. So there's like. You want to be invested in characters. You want to, you want the emotional impacts to have a certain impact. And I guess really the what I'm trying to say maybe is that it didn't have as much of an impact because I didn't feel I was like my my investment in the characters was auxiliary from previous things. And maybe that's right. a, that's the nice thing that comics maybe afford you I would, is that you can have that and then not worry about getting it. But I don't. That's not that's not a complete picture for me. I have pieces of gotcha. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I was missing some of those like oh, I need to care about. You know, Colossus, like I, Colossus' I, sister. I had no idea. I think, oh, yeah. I think at this point, it's kind of like again, no offense or anything, but it's like if your information on X Men has been as extensive as Batman, yeah. Like, because I think if an Ollie of another dimension that knew as much about X Men as you did about Batman it'd be read this, yeah. it'd be oh yeah, for sure. Like versus 100%. if I gave you like Killing Joke, yeah. I think Killing I'm jo- that version of Ali about Batman, but with X Men. Well, with Killing Joke, yeah. it's such a bare bones story, yeah. And, so, so and also, just on a broader sense, like a broader stroke thing. Like maybe that's just the thing about comic comics is that you know looking at you Josh and, and you and I as we struggle through this journey, uh, <laughs> he has a lot of comic is books. Is that actually. is that this is sold as a one shot? Yes, it's not really a one shot because you have to know it's, who it's, the characters. It's are. a self contained story, right? But you need the backstory. It's of not X-Men. sold as a one shot. So you need to know novel. who Charles is and. His but you know beliefs. what I mean. Like yeah. you're like, hey, read this. This is a complete thing. I get what you're saying. Asterisk. You if need you to know, know a lot X-Men. about X Men. If you know who Charles or, is, if you know who their relationship with Magneto is, right. read this. Right. I would say like, it's, to this point, in, in Ali terms, don't watch Marvel What If 
if you haven't watched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's, I mean, yeah, because that's not going to be yeah. poignant to you. Right. Because you're right. like, what are you In subverting? I don't know what's being subverted. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, but it's small quant because only, again, only a couple of pieces are missing. Yeah. For me, I don't have any. I think, honestly, I think uh, my general thing that I talked about in the beginning, it's like, it's harder for me to read older stuff because it's like, again, I grew up. The font and the writing. I grew up on the newer shit. I, like, the oldest thing I think I read when I started reading comics was Civil War by Mark Millar. Oh, shit. Mm. And so, like, that was, like, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's gorgeous. It's not really recent. It's like, 20 years ago. But in in <laughs> yeah. our timeline, yes. I yeah. know. Even, this is 40 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, so like that and, that, and that being said, like it's hard for me to read those older, pulpier comics mm-hmm. because it's like, it just looks weird. But like other than that, I'm like, I know that I'm just being a little bitch and I need to get over it. And so. Uh, yep. I mean, like that's the thing. It's like, I don't like reading Shakespeare because it, it, it makes, has words that I don't understand. It's Stop like, being such a little. That's what that's to me. That's how I I analogize it because it's like, well, you're not you're not engaging the art. So I guess well, it's then, like read it, learn how to read it. And have you read other things that are around that have come out around this time? That time? Yeah. No, Dark. this time. This time. The new time. The, no, sorry, I'm playing the wrong thing. Oh, this yeah. thing. Uh, I mean, the closest thing I think would probably be Dark Knight Returns, which was ten Returns. years after. So, like, I guess then my question for you would be, since you were a bit more, I mean, I've read that same book, but <laughs> so, uh, when was Killing Joke? No, that's newer. 80, I think. No, 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 no. Well, either way, how yeah, do you think it stacks me. up against other comics of its time? Uh, I guess would be the question. I think the thing that I will say about this, and it's like a general the- theme that I usually talk about. At least it's actually talking about something. That's a good point. And it's not just the world's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Look, everyone, look at the robot. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like, hey, the universe. Hey, I just look. really want a deleted hey, shot. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> oh, Corey. there it is. Took it down. Screenshot. Uh, well played. Great shot. Thank K- you, Josh. Killing joke. Uh, eight. Uh, six years later. So oh, 88. 88. So six years time. That's still a lot of time between comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's enough for stuff to change. But yeah, I would say like to that point, like again, it's actually about something, right? And it's like and more. It's, Still relevant. Like, oh, yeah. Killing Joke is much yeah. more about like the dynamic between Batman and Ro- and Batman and Joker, Joker. Where this is not about X Men and Magneto. This is about X Men and the world. Yeah. This is about people and the world. Humanity so. as a whole. Watchmen eighty seven. Okay. Oh, wow. Or eighty six. So four years later. Four years later. Uh, it still both, has that same kind of a, font. They're both yeah. about the same thing. They're yeah. both about people and society and all that stuff. In terms of that, like I find them equally important. Mm-hmm. Because I agree. Because they're both commentaries upon uh, superheroes and how they fit in our society. One's good and one's not. Alan Moore's like, I could be controversial too. <laughs> he is a proclaimed and public anarchist. Of course yeah. he's going to do that. He's going to do it. Um, and that's why we love him. Rating? Well, rating. Corey. Oh, oh, shut up. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. I just want to make sure. I appreciate it. I want to give you a I place. I do appreciate Josh, it. Josh, when we do Big Lebowski, I'm I skipping was going to make a joke qualms. about okay. it, so it's you're good. No, I don't. Cool. Have, Tom knows. I don't have any qualms about this. This is this is like my favorite X Men book I've ever read. Hmm. So rating. Yeah, yeah rating. So uh, me and Tom a, first five. five. <gasps> it's not five for me. No, of course not. Uh, Timmy, I'll talk about it for a sec though. Uh, why it's a five? Uh, the fact this I, means that you would never all, change anything about. it. I wouldn't change a thing about it. I think every single beat in this, uh, it tells a good story. I think um, the fact that it's still a talking point, as far as like uh, in a in a political scope, how relevant it is, 
37 years later, it hasn't gotten less any less relevant. Mm. It is impressive to me. Right. And the reason I love the X-Men is for those kind of things. They stand up for the little guy. They make sure, you know, uh, they, they are the placeholder for whoever felt like they've, even on the slightest bit, been felt like they're an outcast of any sort. In some ways, it's most relevant today. Yeah, like I started loving X Men because when I was like younger than middle school, I wasn't. I was kind of an outcasty kid. Like, mm-hmm. I my dad got me into comics, and he used to read them to me and do voices and stuff like that. <laughs> and so when I got into school and was reading comics, no one else was doing it, and I would just kind of read them on my own. And so yeah. I always found a really important place for the X Men myself as well. So like, uh, to me, this is this this embodies from start to finish why the X Men are the way they are. Uh, and I and like like you said, you do need to know some backstory. But if you want to understand at the core of what the X Men stand for and what they fight for, yeah, this is the this is book. great. This get, is the get, book. This is like all their values and ethics and like right. anything you need. It, this is like the handbook for that. Exactly. Mm. So to me, that's why it's a five. Well, good one. Tam, uh, who's second place and third? I do would we have a tie for second and third? say it's Tom next because we're both at zero. Then it's Josh and then you and okay. Thank you for paying attention, Ali. Uh, so my n- I got you. That's why I write it down. <laughs> An hour later. Uh, and That's why I just ignore him now. <laughs> yeah. Easiest thing. Oh, I mean, you can write notes now. Uh, so I would say a 4.8. 4. 4. Hey, wow. Solid 4.8. Um, I The narrative, I think, about this is phenomenal. Uh, and I think to me, everyone, if anyone's going to plan on making an X-Men movie, they have to read this book first. Oh, I would love an X-Men movie. Um, and I think it's because at the heart and soul... Yeah, why haven't they made one yet? They will. At the heart and soul of this uh, <laughs> book, it pretty much does uh, define what the characters should be like and have the actual problems they go yeah. through. But I think for me... Um, I think it's a little bit on the extrapolation on some of the spectacle that this should have a little bit more of. I know it's a really pulpy, gritty. It's a graphic novel, um, but I don't think it should be deprived of the spectacle that it is because yep. I know Chris, Claremont, Chris Claremont's capable of it. Um, and I think not. it's not even relishing in violence or anything like that, but like like balancing a little bit of the the pulpy novel-y with the graphic. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Four point eight, got it. Like at the end of Watchmen, specifically at the very end, when like the monsters there, it's a giant page. Right. There's no. There's no real splash pages nope. in this. Sorry. But I, is that because it's a graphic novel? No, graphic novels can have those. Then yeah, I would love to see. I mean, is that more Claremont or Anderson? Uh, the writer and artist have to do work hand in hand. So yeah, you guys trust your abilities. <laughs> I am going to give this a four point five. Um. Very good book. I do like it. Some things damaged my experience of it. Um, you just said your Kwan's ruined it for you. <laughs> that is a direct quote. That is a direct quote. Well, the quote, the number that I'm giving well, it is actually higher than what I originally had. Well, ruin so. experience sounds like an absolute. So it didn't ruin your experience. Yes. It just affected your experience. Affected. Thank you. Aww, Thank you for correcting Holly me. looking out. I got you affected. You affected him. Ali, go. Next, me? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm a 4.7. Woo! Uh, I think this is uh, a great piece. I love this story arc. Um, and the only reason it's ne- it's gone down a little bit is just because of those things that make it the product of its time. Like some of the dialogue was a little hammy. Some of the... The agedness. Soap opera-ness of it. 
that's really it, but it wasn't enough to, because it, I just got such a good sense of like all the X-Men and their, and their, their bond and like, they're just, they're just a great team. And it's, yeah. for once, it's not really a movie or movie. It's not, it's not a comic book to challenge that dynamic. Cause it's like, they're, it's not about they're great. heroes hating each like, other. Yeah. They have arguments, but then five minutes later, they're helping each other solve a puzzle. Like, right. It's like they, they have, have dynamic. Yeah. So Wolverine's a prickly pear. Good. A prickly pear. <laughs> he is. He can get a lot of fights, but he's lovable at heart. Aww. So just to not leave him hanging, maybe we'll leave it at the end. But wh- who, what character did you not like? Are you about to talk about that? Uh, no, I wasn't. What were you? What were you thinking? I thought maybe you didn't like Cyclops, because I feel like a lot. He always gets the short end. He people. does get the short end of the stick. He's kind of a Boy Scout, but in this one, like he dies and comes yeah. back and goes, "Let's fucking fight!" And I was like, "All, All right, right. Yeah. I respect that. I really respect that." Like. Uh, there are plenty of times that like uh, Cyclops I those isn't are, my favorite. Yeah, th- um, those are the moments I latch onto. I think is what it is. Every time Wolverine calls him Boy Scout, I'm like, "Fucking." Those you know, are bad Boy versions Scout. of them. Um, but like seriously, like there are there are this times version? this version he's fucking he's perfect. Good. That's what I'm saying. Like this is the one I should watch. I should oh yeah, you should maybe X. read that next. Uh, I will. Like, but that's a good guess because I would say majority of the time I'm not like a huge gung ho X Men. Uh, like Cyclops in the animated series was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in this, yeah, like dying to the point where he's in stasis and then coming back to life, seeing Magneto there and going, all right, let's fuck some shit up. I'm here with Magneto. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect. I got to respect him for that. Kaylin, well done to Claremont for making me like but, Cyclops. <laughs> Kaylin, wow. your, your rating? Will you make Josh the Grump today? My rating is a four point seven. Ooh. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. Josh the Grump. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was with wrong. a low, low yeah, 4.5. No. Who, who voted for I Josh? No, I didn't uh, either. No. I think Ali. I, no, I, I think I did, actually. I think it was Kaylin. Uh, just Kaylin. Yeah, it was yeah, just Kaylin. It, I, I thought it was going to be something that you were uncomfortable with. But it's relative, aspect. right? What is well, it? Point, well, it John, makes me feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. Not, not like that. Just like Yeah, we're some... all 4.5 and above. Yeah. It's well, a 4.5 it's okay. to 4.7. It's okay. Josh hates this more than you do. Wow. <laughs> hates it all the way down to an A. He's like, it's yeah. not Paddington. That's an A. That's <laughs> Two a point. Yeah, hates it's not Paddington. It's not Paddington. Too. <laughs> so Batman and Paddington. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, it is. I like that. He, he hates it all the way down to an A. <laughs> uh, so that's our episode on uh, God loves, man kills. I feel. Yeah. I feel yeah. complete. I feel complete. Yeah, me too. Thank yeah. you guys for taking this on. Like you're welcome. At my behest. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Tom, for buying it for me. Aww. Thank, uh, thank our listeners for listening. Yeah. Thank Once you. Again, so if you want to read God loves, man kills, where can they grab that? You can check out uh, nerdon.io backslash comicsology. Comicsology wow. really is a fantastic website that I found a few years ago, and I really enjoy it. And it, it has become a number one source, I think, on the internet for comic books. Mm-hmm. And uh, check it out. It's I, an Amazon company. Yes, it is. Yeah. You already, you, if you have an Amazon, then you already have a Comixology and, and account. Fun fact, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, they give you a lot of free comics. Yeah. Yep. yeah. On iOS yep, okay. and Android. He gets yeah. a borrow comics, which is like yeah. Yeah. dope. It's pretty. I got the Dark Phoenix Saga for free. I read, good. I read Spawn. It's really good. I there are Spawn episode. I read that from the, a free lend book from them. Oh really? Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Anyway, Comicsology is great. And uh, <laughs> right. some right. of the sales, right. some of the sales do go to us and keeping yeah. the lights on. Hashtag ad. But uh, keep us tell doing more us comic what, book if you have read this book. Uh, let us know how you feel. If you haven't. Let us know how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) All levels of feedback are welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for (laughs) listening. Just got a high five. Uh, (laughs) Also, if there's any comic books that you want us to talk about, let us know. know. 
please. Uh, you guys have a sense of what I like now, hopefully. Please, please. talk to you, Patreon. X Men and Batman. <laughs> say, please let it not be Batman or X Men, so Ollie could read other things other than Batman or. Oh, Spawn. Yeah, we're trying to be a little. I like uh, Spawn. Ver- uh, variety, diverse, variety. Yeah. Um, I rest by Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Nice. After you watch the movie, before you watch the movie, before. Anywho, in preparation <laughs> for the preparation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, so much hatred. It's like <laughs> at the same time. You know the um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do share it with your friends and your family. If you didn't like it, share it with your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do stop by and rate and review. It really does help. It buy do. merch. Um, if you guys use your big words, you use guys, your adult uh, words. I was just smiling because I wanted you to go on. Well, like, wait, why ruin the ad? Way to ruin the ad. The, the for still. the audio listeners. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, you know the drill. As always, <laughs> nerd on. Ending broadcast.